the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Decades on air. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Britain's Treasury chief says the world's richest countries have signed a landmark agreement about corporate tax rates. I'm delighted to announce that today, after years of discussion, G7 finance ministers have reached a historic agreement to reform the global tax system, to make it fit for the global digital age, but crucially to make sure that it's fair, so that the right companies pay the right tax in the right places. Senator Bill Haggerty of the state of Tennessee says Iran's fingerprints are all over the recent attacks on Israel. Uh, it's Iranian technology that's uh, underlying the rockets that are being launched. Uh, make no mistake, Iran is behind this. That is Senator Bill Haggerty of Tennessee. He told the Salem Radio Network this week that President Biden's embrace of Iran has emboldened its proxy terrorist groups like Hamas and Hezbollah. Crude oil futures prices ended higher in international trading yesterday, up 81 cents a barrel. This is SRN News. This is AM 1280, The Patriot, celebrating 20 years on air. Brad Carlson here. Happy 20th anniversary, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, it's Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm proud and thankful to be on the air because it's easy to feel like you're all alone as a conservative in a place like the Twin Cities. I just want you to know you're not. Catch the Northern Alliance Radio Network live every Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 3. Just a little bit after 1 p.m. here at AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian, and for the weather today, it's going to be sunny and hot with a high of 97 degrees. Join us in welcoming Jack Tomzak to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. He's run a successful podcast, been on guest on air here, and serves as the Director of Communications for the Republican Party of Minnesota. Listen in and give him a warm welcome this and every Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotsinthedark.info, the uh, official uh, blog of the uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network. You can also, uh, by the way, uh, join me at shotinthedark.info every weekday. Uh, morning, pretty much. I, I start writing at 6 a.m., or at least I start posts coming out at 6 a.m., and they go till late morning. Reading pleasure throughout the whole day. Going on 20 years of, well, not dominating Twin Cities blogs. I mean, that would be that would be John Hinderocker and Scott Johnson and, and Ed Morrissey and, and the like. But among those of us who cover the Twin Cities beat, I'm still here. The haters are all gone, so to speak, or at least uh, some of them are gone. The rest of them, well, they're not blogging anymore. And all of that led to, well, that thing that we're doing here today, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, which uh, is the king of all media in Twin Cities weekend radio, really Twin Cities media of all kinds, seven days a week. It's what we do, and we do it well. Uh, we, in this case, a... A expanding definition, of course, since day one, King Banyan has been on the night. He's, of course, heard for the last, gosh, 11, 12 years now, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 a.m. on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Along with that, uh, Brad Carlson, who just celebrated his 10th anniversary as a member of the Narn, the new guy on the block... Till today, when we are joined on the air by Jack Tomzak, formerly uh, from the Talk Boutique, 
uh, down the dial just a ways here. But now joining the A squad, uh, moving up to the big leagues with the Northern Alliance Radio Network starting today. Looking forward to having Jack as part of the NARN here. The next uh, round of NARN uh, mob parties are going to be lit. You can join us, by the way, by phone at 651 289-4488 if you have a question comment suggestion feedback whatever standing order to a producer wingmaster is if you disagree with me you get on the air first now on a day like today there may or may not be anybody trying to get on you may get on first no matter who you are what you agree with but just saying if you disagree with me unlike those other talk stations uh, unlike uh, the the 950, which I'm told still exists and I'm told is still a, quote, liberal talk station, uh, end quote, we let you on there. Unlike Minnesota Public Radio, you actually get heard in your original voice, not edited for broadcast. No, sorry, Bob or ma'am, you get on the air first ahead of those who agree with me, assuming there's a, a contest between the two of you. And it would be great if there were. At any rate, 651-289-4488. You can also join us at the hashtag NARN Show. That's N-A-R-N Show. On Twitter, on MeWe, on Gab, on Parler, all of the social media sites, communist and not. And Twitter and Facebook certainly are communist. I'm also, well, I mean, pro-progressive. I mean, same thing, tomato, tomato. The uh, We'll come back to that. The, uh, the, the show, by the way, live streaming on Facebook, uh, on our fan page at Northern Alliance Radio Network, uh, where Wild joins us. Hey, Wild. Uh, feel free to stop by and, and watch the live stream if you prefer. By the way, uh, this broadcast, in addition to being its usual avalanche of news, also features a guest today. Katie Kiefer will be joining us, uh, one of our longest standing guests of all. I think we first talked to her on the air 16 years ago. Holy cow, that blows my mind. Back when she was, uh, I think, a senior at St. Thomas and uh, running a conservative newspaper and, of course, running to all sorts of mischief and shenanigans with the parties that that ran the party, if you will, at the University of St. Thomas. The place hasn't gotten any farther to the right, but Katie certainly is still doing what she does. She'll be with us to talk about her latest article in Town Hall Dot com. Uh, great article, folks. Uh, check it out if you are out there at townhall.com. And if you're not, why the heck not? That's they, We all work for the same people. I, I got to plug them. And it's worth it. They're great. Anyway, my name, Mitch Berg, my blog. We've already been through that. Oh, man. It's one of those days. I have to tell you this. As I say, I perhaps if you've listened to the show for a while, perhaps you've heard it a time or two. I tend to not complain about Minnesota winters because compared to the ones I grew up with in North Dakota, they're really not that big of a deal. I mean, winters down here are the kind of thing that that we in North Dakota might switch from shorts to jeans for. We might button a jacket at worst. I say that with a certain amount of hyperbole, but fact is, after all these years in Minnesota, I still haven't really been impressed by a winter yet. Uh, except for uh, two years ago. Okay, that was that was a doozy. At any rate, and that's after thirty odd years of of trying. Uh, the 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 summers, on the other hand, I mean, the fact that I don't complain about winters gives me absolute moral authority to complain about. Well, this next couple of days, quite frankly, this sloppy tropical humidity that's coming in that just makes you sweat through whatever you're wearing and 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 if i i'm fine with it as long as i can be outside and violently physically active like riding my bike somewhere all day long if i can't be if i'm stuck indoors if i'm stuck doing yard work and 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 getting mosquitoes and gnats and noceums and whatnot all over me not my favorite kind of weather so i i do preserve some moral authority to complain about this weather since I don't complain about the wintry stuff that really just isn't that bad anyway. But the other thing about these hot summers is, well, among many other things that have happened in the Twin Cities this past few days, there's a certain there's a certain bit of metaphorical resonance to the hot summer. Hot summer, a long hot summer, is a metaphor in urban studies for... Uh, summer, it's too hot. People are out getting into mischief. Crime rises. Quality of life drops. 
things get kind of ugly and parlous. And uh, while no one can predict the future, if we had to, given that crime in Minneapolis, violent crime is up sharply, that homicides are up, I believe the last finger, uh, figure I heard was 80% over last year, and last year was already pretty bad. It's safe to say that the homicide rate, I'll have to look up the numbers for this week on the blog, but the homicide rate... Uh, has risen sharply in Minneapolis over this last, not year, but two years, two straight years of nasty hikes in the homicide rate, and it's not getting any better out there. In fact, if we saw, as we saw this past week, there is ample potential for things to go very, very south. Will they? Well, keep keep hoping, keep praying, because there are good people in Minneapolis. The vast majority of them are, but as you see in any major Democrat-controlled city, uh, it doesn't take a majority of bobbleheads to make things very, very untenable. It does take a majority of bobbleheads to keep voting for the people who keep bringing you these problems. And we'll come back to that later in the hour here. I was a little shocked to wake up, uh, I believe it was Thursday morning, Thursday morning, to see that George Floyd Square in South Minneapolis uh, was being cleared. Now, I have to say that I have a certain connection to that part of town. When I first moved to the Twin Cities, that was my neighborhood. And when my little brother first moved to the Twin Cities, that was his neighborhood. His first place was, what, 35th and Cedar. I was on 38th just off of Minnehaha. I was uh, 38th at Minnehaha, just off of 38th Street. That part of South Minneapolis is, it resonates with me, with my family, with myself, my little brother. We, we, that's where we both got into living in the Twin Cities. Now, both of us have moved elsewhere. I live in the midway of St. Paul, but... There's a certain connection to that neighborhood, and the the 38th in Chicago was was pretty regular stomping grounds for me back when I was in my 20s and and first moving to the Twin Cities, first having moved here. Uh, 38th in Bloomington, my greatest restaurant in the history of the Twin Cities, Doyle's. I don't know what it closed back in the late 80s, and I lamented ever since, the best pork tenderloin sandwich and onion rings in the history of either uh, dish. But that's that's fine, because much else has changed since then, including, of course, the events of this past year, where uh, the block or two around, I think several city blocks around uh, 38th in Chicago, were essentially declared an autonomous zone by a band of activists who barricaded off the streets, filled the intersection at 38th in Chicago, by the Cup Food Store, where George Floyd died just a little over a year ago, and basically turned it into their own their own little private country, if you will. Well, there have been hints coming for months and months now that there was going to have to be a change, that the taxpayers of Minneapolis who paid for that street, for those uh, sewage and water lines, for the access to that part of town, we're going to have to get it back again at some point. Now, when you live in a Democrat-run city, you get used to lots and lots of hot air being expended to not a lot of results. I mean, that's part and parcel of politics, especially in a place that's run by the DFL. But uh, Mayor Fry, of whom more later on in the hour here, uh, has been hinting for some time that eventually... George Floyd Square, a.k.a. 38th in Chicago, is going to have to at least be returned enough to the use of the general public to justify the taxpayer expenses on the paving and snow plowing and all the other amenities such as they are that go into life in South Minneapolis. And so with that in mind, I was just a tad shocked when I woke up and uh, turned on the news looking for the weather, really honest. Honest to Pete, that's all I watched the morning TV for. But certainly, uh, I was surprised to see that George Floyd Square was being cleared. Cleared by, well, who? I couldn't quite tell. Somebody was clearing it. Somebody with access to lots of heavy equipment. Someone with access to lots of City of Minneapolis uh, fluorescent vests. Someone with access to a lot of heavy equipment that belonged and was clearly labeled St. Paul 
Public Works, or say Paul, Minneapolis, <laughs> sorry, Public Works, and yet had to do a little bit of digging to find out exactly who or why. And we'll talk about that when we come back. 651-289-4488, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Just stay in, tune on the radio, crank the AC, grab yourself a cold beverage, join the show. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Ooh, 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 yeah. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Hot, hot. Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please, as we here at Salem Communications celebrate what plan seems to be it's going to be a... I mean, it's not a big guess, okay? I wouldn't take any action on that bet. But it's an auspicious day in that Jack Tomzak joins the Narn in just about two hours here. Three to five Saturdays. That's right. The Northern Alliance heading back on the Ascendant here for the first time in a decade. No, no, I do want you on the phone. 651-289-4488 joins us. Anyway, uh, 651-289-4488, the number uh, to call. It was breaking news on Thursday morning. George Floyd Square uh, was being reopened by, well, someone. It was interesting to watch. If you didn't watch it on the morning news, and by the way, I, I don't know how many of you are in the habit of watching morning TV news. I, I will watch them usually to catch up on the weather. 
and maybe find out something to do on the weekend here now that there's stuff to do on the weekend here. But it was kind of interesting. I, I watched uh, the morning news coverage for about, I don't know, an hour of the clearance of George Floyd Square, or the partial clearance, and, and as luck would have it, temporary clearance of George Floyd Square, a.k.a. 38th in Chicago. And uh, it was, shall we say, kind of interesting. Uh, the reporters for uh, the two that I watched, Channel 11 and Channel 9, both said, as if on script, in fact, repeated it over and over, City workers were doing the work, but the city was not involved. And in fact, the reporter on Channel 11, a fellow named Bill Keller, said uh, a number of times, the mayor has no connection to this. Uh, A number of reporters on the scene also noted that the police, the Minneapolis Police Department, who uh, were conspicuous by their absence. Now, other reports on social media said there were all kinds of cops gathered, I don't know, half a mile away up at uh, Powderhorn Park, uh, waiting to swoop in in case problems were encountered. But it was fairly clear somebody planned to do this as, as, as <laughs> it was somebody planned carefully around the audience here, because according to reports from the scene, the first equipment showed up between four and five in the morning. Now, I don't know if you know activists like I know activists. Let's just say they're night people. They're not morning people as a general rule. Showing up, let's not even talk about the rioters and the the, the other miscreants who have found themselves drawn to the movement and to the, shall we say, autonomous zone that has been in South Minneapolis for this past year. Uh, They're not up and going at 4 or 5 in the morning. Either as a general rule... Our city public's works workers who nonetheless were up and going and brought their heavy equipment. Mirabile dictu, as they say in Latin. That's isn't it a wonder to be able to say it. Heavy equipment rolling out bright and early in the morning before the sun rose, in fact. And as someone who wakes up at five, I'm here to tell you it's right about sunrise. But it's interesting, they, as if on cue, as if from a script, reporters for two of the three stations I watched, I never got around to watching the five that morning, uh, so I, I can't speak for the five, but Channel 11, which has gone full-blown Maoist in recent years, and Channel 9, which uh, whose who's newsroom staff is pretty faithfully left of center. I'd be happy to debate that with any members of their newsroom that would care to join us. In either case, uh, Channel 11, Channel 9, would love to talk about the the slant that your newsrooms put out there. Uh, In general, and, well, quite frankly, vis-a-vis this story. This was uh, Channel 4's uh, news the, the, uh, on Thursday morning. According to CBSN at CBS News Minnesota, a.k.a. the Channel 4 newsroom, city workers began clearing concrete barriers from the area in the early hours of Thursday morning. Local uh, network station Channel 5 reported that the angry community members have started arriving at the scene. Uh, and, and the reporting by a uh, fellow named Bill Keller from Channel 9, uh, who was on the scene, uh, led... Multiple times with, and I quote, this is a community project. And, and I thought that was interesting because they were literally correct. They, they, they credited a group called Agape. If you're uh, a, a New Testament Christian, you know the term Agape, the, the, uh, the, the word for unconditional love of, of your neighbor. It's a community group. It's been around forever in South Minneapolis. Uh, it's, I mean, I think if, if you find a city that's too small to have a Christian nonprofit group named Agape, then you're living a, in a smaller city than I ever have. There's somebody always grabs that name in any city you're in. And Minneapolis, no exception. There is a group called Agape. They're a modestly prominent nonprofit, as I recall. They, they were decades ago in South Minneapolis, and I believe they still are. They... they fairly well-established and probably a group that is modestly well-connected in terms of being able to bring together opinion across a variety of left-leaning ideological silos in a place like South Minneapolis. That being said, when the likes of Bill Keller and 
other reporters from Channel 11 say this is a community project as if a community group like Agape has the organizational juice to get a bunch of public works employees and their heavy equipment out on the street at 4 a.m. at all. I mean, let's go over that premise first. You run a community organization, a neighborhood group of some kind here, uh, whether it's a large, well-established, well-connected one like Agape or your neighborhood block club. You want to clear a public nuisance. You discuss the means for clearing this public nuisance over the course of months. Let's take everyone at their word. And you say, okay, what we need to do now that we've gotten the buy-in of everyone that's at the table is let's call Public Works and tell them to bring a bucket loader and a, and a grader and a, and, a, and, a, and a front end loader and a bulldozer. No, not a bulldozer. That, that'd be sending the wrong message. But bring a bucket loader and, a, and something to lift the jersey barriers. What response do you suppose you get from any major city's Public Works department? Well, you get laughed at. But that's just you. Agape, pretty well connected with the DFL political class in Minneapolis. So it's plausible. It's plausible that a group could at least get a meeting, a phone call, a call returned from Public Works. Although I'm going to go out on a very short, very strong limb and say Agape got that phone call, got that meeting got that heavy equipment at the very least because somebody at the city said, hey, Public Works, listen up. Agape has got a big job for you here. So let's accept that as a given for now. For now. Let's just accept for a moment that a community nonprofit packs the gear organizationally, clout-wise, politically speaking, to get a bunch of union public works employees to roll out and be on the streets at 4 a.m., bringing the heavy equipment at all, much less to clear the most incendiary political hotspot slash metaphor in the city, if not the United States, without the mayor's say-so. Remembering as you think about this, who the City Public Works Department reports to. They're an executive branch office, and as weak as the mayor is in the Minneapolis system, one of his duties involves running the executive branch, meaning the police department, water and sewer, trash, oh yeah, the snowplows, and, well, public works. Who do they report to? The mayor. Who is at the end of the day responsible when the city's executive branch takes its equipment out of the garage to go do big things? Is it Agape, a private nonprofit, no matter how well-connected and well-established they are? Oh, no, 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 no. It's the mayor. And when the thing that they are clearing is, and I kid you not, I don't think it's a stretch, An exaggeration. I don't think it's hyperbole to say that the corner of 38th in Chicago is the most politically incendiary corner, intersection, location in the United States today for this past year. It's symbolism. It's metaphorical oomph has set the entire world on edge well, the parts of the world that are allowed to protest anyway, on edge for the past year. So what do you suppose the odds are that as Bill Keller of Channel 9, a, a person I have no disrespect for, but I have to ask, where where does this idea come from that the mayor had no involvement? I mean, it's baked wind, of course. The mayor and the the city government is trying to maintain some plausible deniability for its involvement in tearing down the structure that such structure the intersection that became a worldwide symbol 
because of other actions that the executive branch, the police department, in St. Paul took a year ago. St. Paul, I keep saying St. Paul. Minneapolis took a year ago. It's called plausible deniability. The Fry administration does not want to have any, wants to try to deny any connection between his administration and its employees and the clearing and the political fraught nature of the clearing of this most metaphorically dense part of the of the city. Did it work? Oh, what do you think? It's Jacob Fry. Oh, we'll talk more about the mayor when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back on this most pungently warm weekend. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. This is Al Mombert. This coming Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, we'll visit with Jim Olzaki. Zach helped Bob Pond start his Warbird Museum at Flying Cloud Airport, as well as Bob Pond's Air Museum in Palm Springs. He also flew with the Retro Flight Demo Team, a T-34 group. Zach is the commander of the EAA Florida Warbird Squadron 24 and vice president of Warbirds of America. Join us Sunday morning at 10.05 for the World of Aviation, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. I've been thinking lately about the biblical principle of headship. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 3 says, But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. One way to think about headship or authority is like an umbrella. If you're under a good authority figure, it's like standing under an umbrella during the rain. It's your job to stand under the umbrella, and it's the umbrella's job to protect you from the rain. Biblical authority is like a good umbrella. It won't leak or move, and it provides shelter. Our job as believers is to submit to biblical authority figures God has placed in our life, as long as it doesn't go against God's Word. Here at the Kingdom Builders, we don't sell umbrellas, but we do install shingle roofs. If you have a roofing need or want to talk about God's Word, please give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Everyone knows good education benefits students, families, society as a whole. So you can join Rebecca Hagstrom, Mark Durkin every Saturday afternoon as they lead the conversation about required to uh, take steps to take steps forward between with education in this country. So... 
the summertime blues. Great cure for the summertime blues. Listen to Education America with uh, Rebecca Hagstrom, Mark Durkin, coming up later this afternoon, I believe, at 6 o'clock tonight. 6 o'clock. Let me check the schedule here. 6 p.m. That's right. Uh, just uh, right after the whole lineup here. Jack Tom's up coming up at 3. Investing with confidence at 5. Education America with Rebecca and uh, and and Mark uh, joining us uh, after 6 o'clock. It's a great hour on a half hour on education every Saturday afternoon. Part of the uh, lineup of fantastic live uh, local programming. Not live, but local programming here on AM 12A, The Patriot. At any rate, City of Minneapolis tried to have its cake and eat it too Thursday. Uh, the city of Minneapolis cannot seem to catch a break. First of all, the attempting to uh, m- make it look like a city, uh, the t- city workers were called out with no involvement by the mayor, by a community group that had worked the whole thing out, uh, to do, worked out the whole idea of clearing the most politically, socially, emotionally fraught corner in urban America for this past year with no involvement by the city government, much less the mayor, perish the thought, is preposterous. I mean, that's the only really word that fits here, folks. If someone else disagrees, let me know, 651-289-4488, or join us on Twitter at hashtag, or MeWe, or uh, Parler, or Gab at hashtag NarnShow. Either way, I'm waiting for someone to try and contradict me on this. It's completely preposterous. It's understandable. It's understandable why the police were kept uh, half a mile away at the very least. I mean, it, it, it's a it, it was an episode that started with a police call, uh, a a police intervention in a situation gone horribly awry at the at the very least. Uh, symptom of something worse to some people, or just a sign of a cop who overdid it. Take your pick. The, the trial's come and gone. The appeals will be shortly coming here, but. Nonetheless, at this point, yeah, it was the corner where George Floyd was killed by Officer Chauvin. There is no more politically, emotionally, sociologically, symbolically fraught intersection in the United States. So the idea that the executive branch of the city of Minneapolis just blithely went along with the ride when a community nonprofit, even a respected one, decided to apparently talk a bunch of, we're, we're, we're expected to believe, talked a bunch of city workers into taking their vehicles and, and tearing the whole thing, well, a good chunk of it down, opening it up for traffic for a few hours at least, does not pass the sniff test for anyone who has been paying attention, who who stayed awake for even part of school, any of the 12 years, any, of, any portion of 12 years. Uh, it doesn't. For better or worse, Minneapolis quickly moved on to bigger problems. Uh, later on that day, there was a shooting in uptown Minneapolis, kind of the other corner of South Minneapolis. Uh, and, and the investigation continues. This from CNN, the agency investigating the fatal shooting of a suspect, uh, a Winston Boogie Smith, uh, during an arrest attempt in uptown Thursday, said evidence shows, quote, the man fired his weapon from inside the vehicle. The story is this. While trying to arrest someone, Mr. the aforementioned Winston Smith, that's a set of parents who had either way too much time in English class or not nearly enough time in in English class, did not read the right book. Winston Smith, of course, the protagonist of George Orwell's 1984, the person who was eventually inveigled to, to, by government power to say two plus two does, in fact, equal five, and it always has equaled five. And Oceania simultaneously has always been and never been at war with East Asia. A- at any rate, I don't mean to make fun of the dead, he, which unfortunately for him, Mr. Smith is. Uh, while trying to arrest him, a U.S. Marshals Task Force, including members of uh, local sheriff's offices, uh, wound up shooting the suspect, Mr. Smith, who had, quote, produced a handgun, end quote, end quote, failed to comply with officers' commands, end quote, uh, said the U- U.S. Marshal Service in a prepared statement. And, by the way, uh, also allegedly fired at least a shot from inside the car. Uh, Mr. Smith was pronounced dead at the scene. A 27-year-old woman who was in the passenger seat had some minor injuries as well from flying glass. Go figure. The Bureau of Criminal Apprehension Crime Scene personnel recovered a handgun as well as spent cartridge cases 
from inside the driver's compartment. The Minnesota Department of Public Safety Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, a.k.a. the BCA, PDQ, said in a statement, the Hennepin County Medical Examiner will identify him once the preliminary autopsy. Well, that's that's been and gone. Suspect had been wanted on a state warrant for possession of a firearm by a felon, according to the Marshal Service. Now, much is being made about the fact that there is no body cam footage since federal agents don't wear them. On the other hand, apparently there was there may have been allegedly some Hennepin County Sheriff's deputies involved. They may have some video. We will hear more about this. Nonetheless, if there is one thing you could say in this country is that everyone is supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, but in the city of Minneapolis, police are not. And it showed. the As if on by clockwork, relatives of Mr. Smith went out and said he, he was innocent, he was getting his life back together, all the charges were right, and that's fine. I, I'm not going to quibble with the family of someone who's just been shot, someone who just met a violent end. Uh, I'd, it's we, we will probably find out more about Mr. Smith's record uh, beyond any allegations for which he was being sought by the U.S. Marshals. But because uh, apparently, according to at least one news report, he uh, had been uh, had a firearms charge for which he did not show up for trial, which is a good way to get a U.S. Marshals task force sniffing around your nethers, as as Grammy used to say. Uh, there was also a state arrest warrant for the firearms possession charge, according to the marshals. However, the powers that be in Minneapolis, which you might have thought was the mayor and the police department, but no, 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 silly, naive person. You know, it's the mob, the crowd. Uh, they reacted as they are wont to do over this past year, uh, creating perhaps the most potent metaphor for Minneapolis of recent years, uh, rioting. Not a huge riot, but a, a fair amount of rioting, glass breakage, looting uh, along West Lake Street uh, from Emerson down to uh, to Hennepin for a good chunk of Thursday night and I believe Friday night as well, blocking off that rather, well, once fairly prominent intersection. COVID and rioting have left it kind of a shadow of its former self, but there are certainly merchants who are trying to bounce back in that neighborhood. They gave us perhaps the most potent metaphor of a day, really a Thursday full and Friday full of metaphors. For some reason, they took it upon themselves to drag a dumpster into the middle of Lake and Lagoon, right in in front of Stella's Fish Cafe, and lit it on fire, giving us a spectacular dumpster fire, literally, figuratively, And metaphorically perfect for that evening, for that neighborhood, for that city. Uh, The picture, by the way, it it couldn't have been better designed for a photographer. Bright grease flames on a a dark night. Uh, At any rate, this is going to be a gnarly case. There's no body camera, squad car camera footage, apparently, of the shooting, uh, which... By the way, the BCAA says they're just starting to dig into. This is going to be a gnarly one. I quote a BCA statement saying, The Marshal Service currently does not allow the use of body cameras for officers serving on the North Star Fugitive Task Force, end quote. Boy, that's going to get some jaws wagging. At any rate, uh, much more on that coming up, as well as the uh, about the rioting that, uh, that, that, that it led to. And exactly what is going to follow? Because... In the wake of, essentially, the Minneapolis Police Department abandoning the neighborhood, I mean, there was some moving into attempt to restore some order. Eventually it happened. There were arrests made at some point. But people have asked, well, it's, it's time for change to happen in Minneapolis. Oh, naive suburbanites, strap yourself in for this next segment. It's, any change is going to be for the worst. Yes, for the worst. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matami Dye. I got hold of JTR through Friends. It almost looked like uh, 
giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select Alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM1280 The Patriot app today. You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. AM 1280 The Patriot. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, Father's Day is coming up, and if you have a father, and you do, somewhere, somehow, anywhere. And I know I do. I'm blessed to have a a wonderful one who's still with us, and hopefully will be for quite some time. And if you appreciate that father in your life, well, you got a chance to show it, or let us help you show it, really. You can win $1,000 for your dad just in time for Father's Day coming up here. Uh, go to am128thepatriot.com. You will see a link that says, win $1,000 for dad. That really kind of covers it right there. You can win $1,000 for your father, one of the people who helped bring you into this world, raise you, make you what you are today. Uh, by all means, check it out. Win $1,000 for dad at am128thepatriot.com. Details at, you got it, am128thepatriot.com. Among the many websites that we link you to at am12athepatriot.com, of course, is townhall.com, the official publication, one of the official publications of Salem Media, which also runs this radio station. So make sure you uh, check them out as well. Uh, One of the places you should be going to get all of your information from. Uh, By the way, including... Our next uh, guest coming up in the next hour, Katie Kiefer, a longtime friend of this broadcast, will be joining us after the top of the hour here, uh, who is still uh, writing at townhall.com. She's got a great uh, article coming up here, and I'll be looking forward to talking with her about that and much more. So, Minneapolis. People say, what can, is anything ever going to change for Minneapolis? It changed for the better? Change at all? I mean, you, we've seen what's happened with 60 years now of nonstop DFL rule. Uh, there has not been a Republican of any sort, of any sort, for any reason in office in Minneapolis at any level for over 40 years now. 40 years. There hasn't been a moderate Democrat in office anywhere in Minneapolis, not even a moderate Democrat, in any elected capacity in the city of Minneapolis, leaving out Hennepin County here, which has had a few. There's not been a single 
moderate Democrat even, to say nothing of Republican in office, for close to 15 years. I mean, when you look back on the likes of Walt Diedzik and Larry Pogamiller as being relative moderates compared to what they have right now, that should tell you something. And if you look at the, the wages, if you will, of nonstop, non, <laughs> never-ending, uh, endless, circuitous DFL rule, one-party rule, People look at reasonable people who live in parts of even the metro with functional two-party governments, like the second and third-tier suburbs, most of the way around the city, and go, it simply can't stand. People are eventually going to have to get up and say, enough is enough. Something is going to have to change for the better in this city. And if you come from a place with a, a functional two-party government, you might be, you, you might be, you might that would be a reasonable reaction. The city is looking for leadership, and in any place that has a free market of ideas, that leader would come up. It could happen as recently as uh, 20 years ago. Norm Coleman was elected. Now, he was a DFLer, but he was a moderate DFLer. He came out of the prosecutor's office. He was moderate enough that the DFL kicked him out, and he became a Republican, the last elected Republican. Well, he wasn't even elected as a Republican. Uh He's never was never elected to office as a member of the GOP. He jumped to the GOP because the DFL literally kicked him out, figuratively. But that can't happen these days. And and with evidence of that is well, the fact that the the short list for mayor of Minneapolis includes. I, I, I say this. I've said this many times. For anybody in 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 places where the DFL really the Democrats anywhere, have single-party control and have for generations. All of the options are bad. Think your current option is bad? It's only going to get worse. Jacob Fry was the moderate in the field four years ago when he won the, uh, won the mayor's race, really, when he won the nomination, which effect is, in effect is the mayor's election in Minneapolis. His uh, opponent was Ray Dane, who was farther out to the left than, than Jacob Fry, farther out to the left, probably than Lisa Bender in his own way, although they're very much in the same wing of the party. You think someone to the right of them is going to go anywhere? Case in point, back on point here. The front runner right now among the people who have expressed an interest to run against Jacob Fry for the DFL nomination, ergo the election to mayor in Saint, uh, in Minneapolis, is Kate Knuth. Remember that name? We've talked about her in the past. Last time we heard about Kate Knuth, she was cashing checks as a resilience officer in the city of Minneapolis. And by the way, you recall on this blog, uh, on my blog and on this show, pointing out that she had the job for a year and a half. And while she made some pretty righteous money, I mean, well into six figures, she turned in literally, as in literally, not one piece of work product. You think you could make $100,000 a year for a year and a half in your job and turn in nothing? I mean, it's doable as a uh, as as a as a resilience officer because nothing is their stock in trade. I mean, it's basically a virtue signaling office. Knuth is an environmental educator, a former DFL house member uh, who spent her first months in the job interviewing people, conducting a survey, but Delivered no work product before she left the job. Anyway, what happened from there? A spokesman for Mayor Fry said they'd begun looking for a replacement, hoped to hire someone at the, uh, uh, recently who would focus on the mayor's goals. He said the mayor's office did not ask Knuth to step down. At any rate, uh, we, the, the city is mum about what happened to Kate Knuth and why she left the office. But as you can imagine, her precipitous departure didn't sit well with Ms. Knuth, who has been, well, basically a career rent-seeking, basically living off the public spigot for her, her entire career. And by the way, it's a family thing. Her mother was one of the most, I will just say this as a matter of personal opinion, one of the most wretched excuses for a school administrator in the history of the city of St. Paul. Long story, I'll catch you up on some other time. Doesn't matter. We're talking about her daughter, Katie Knuth. Uh, by the way, uh, she's out for revenge. 
Uh, my co-writer, Mr. D, wrote about this this past week. Fry, uh, Fry's contentious relationship with the city's elected representatives, among other issues, got Knuth thinking in January about running for mayor. Quote, especially the last year, especially the last six weeks, there's been an absence on the part of Fry, said Knuth. Quote, I haven't also seen as strong of an interest in the basic running of the city that I would like to see from my mayor. The thing I bring is this really strong commitment to moving through the work of structural, oh, the work. You see, uh, she was a bureaucrat who turned in no work. So I thought it was a little bit uh, jarring, discombobulating that she said, strong commitment to moving through the work. But that wasn't the whole sentence. No, the work of mm, structural transformative change, particularly when it comes to public safety. In other words, jiggering the police office and playing virtue signal games with the public safety that you, the represent, the resident of Minneapolis, pays your taxes for, particularly when it comes to climate change, she said. Pairing that with my experience in and just liking working within big public institutions and working with them and through them to make sure they're serving what we deserve as a city is potentially really powerful, and I think something people in this city would really value. It's on the verge of becoming a Berg's Law, ladies and gentlemen. You think a DFL politician in Minneapolis and St. Paul is the worst that could possibly, possibly happen? No, it can get worse. It can always get worse. She says climate change intersects with progressive economic policies, Quote, I think one of the best resilience strategies we could accomplish is if every family had 500 bucks in the bank, whether it's a car breaking down or the power going out and losing some food they're they're better able to handle that. Well, no kidding. So so does that sound like a climate policy? No. But if climate change increases risks in the blah, 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 this is this is just word salad. One of the symptoms of clinical narcissism. Yes, but also a sign that. DFL politicians, A, know that their audience has no critical thinking skills and will never, ever call them on it. B, that the media certainly isn't going to do it for them or for us or for anyone because we don't know why. In theory, journalists are supposed to ask questions, and yet there are no questions. And C, on the verge of being Berg's 23rd law as we speak here, ladies and gentlemen, never... Never wonder if uh, politics in a DFL city is going to get better. There is no such thing. Like entropy, it moves from order to disorder. It only gets worse. If you're a resident of Minneapolis, you got to know it. It only gets worse. This is what you're looking at, folks. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. When we come back, Katie Kiefer from townhall.com talks about the season of observing veterans. Thinking about Northern Alliance and 12A the Patriot. We'll be right back. Hi, Paul Rubin here from the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC. And I'm honored to announce that we've partnered with AM 1280 the Patriot to bring you the Pledge of Allegiance Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. We feel it's very important to bring the pledge back to the forefront of our daily lives. Each day, a local veteran, an active service member, or a first responder will proudly recite the pledge to kick off our day and honor our country. Tune in at 730, and God bless America. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-482-8399 800-482-8399 that's 800 800- 
482-8399. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. Staff Stevens. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Need special boots for a new job but don't know where to start? Step into Red Wing Shoes, where their friendly footwear experts can help you find the right style and size. Red Wing takes the time to learn about your job and measure your feet to get the perfect fit. Red Wing specializes in no-pressure one-on-one service. Stop into their stores in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Can't make it into the store? Ask your workplace about their shoe trucks where they bring the store to you. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. AM 1280, The Patriot, W.